Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 103 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC E-Frage. And on this episode, we are joined by Ryan Hammer. Uh, Got to be one of the great last names out there. Uh, Ryan Hammer of FanDuel joining. What's good, Ryan? Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you guys for having me on. So I have been told many times about the last name. Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, did you play – did you hoop growing up? I played soccer for the most part. I played basketball also, but I played soccer more extensively, so – well, actually, soccer, I mean, you could be called the hammer, the let. Yeah, I mean, soccer actually may make more <laughs> I, sense. I never was. <laughs> I never was, so don't worry about it. I should have played. I should have kicked field goals. That's what I should have yeah. done. Yeah, that would have been good. It's all good. Um, all right, man, let's jump in. Obviously, the best week uh, of the year uh, for basketball fans, mm-hmm. um, best two days uh, coming up Thursday, Friday. Um, let's start with the committee, man. What did the committee get right? What did it get wrong? Um I think there's one glaring one, but I, I would say overall, it's not, it wasn't horrible, but what do you think? I thought they got 67 of the teams right in the field. That was, so I was like pretty impressed to be honest, because usually there's like two or three that are debatable and one really bad. Um, the big one, like I get why Michigan gets in. I don't get why they get a buy, but maybe it's because they want to move. Not, they can't have three big 10 teams in the plan, but Indiana should be out of the buys. Why does Michigan get in? Why, why do they well, get in? Right. My point is that like, I, there, I get the case for it to an extent, but like knocking Texas A&M is, is kind of criminal in my opinion, but like if Michigan's going to be in, they have to be a play and there's no way they're, they're going to buy it. That was my biggest problem. Yep. Yeah. It I is a wild state, especially, especially, I think it was who I was listening to. It might've been John Fanta that said it clearly there, the committee didn't just go by net ratings because you look at yeah. teams like Rutgers, you look at teams even like Notre Dame that made it easily and so by that logic, you'd think with as hot as Texas A&M had been playing they with an eye test that that maybe would give them an edge to be able to get in. Um, but it was, especially Michigan, like you said, just beating or just losing and blowing it to Indiana, Indiana mm-hmm. having you go that first four and then potentially, and, then, and I like Indiana, Indiana then having to go first four and then travel all the way out to San Diego, I believe is there would be their, their, their first round matchup. Um, it's, it's tough. I, I think I'd, I'd much rather see Michigan have to, uh, have to play it out in that, that first game. Yeah. I think, I mean, they go off name basis. Like it's the same reason why Duke got a two seed when they don't deserve to be a two seed. It's, it's really, it honestly is annoying because <laughs> I was confident looking at Tennessee's resume. I'm like, Oh wow. They just won the SEC. They won the SEC today. They're a two seed in my book. I was waiting for them to win the SEC to put them as a two, even though they already deserved to be there in the first place. And I thought they were closer to pushing a one line than a three than anything. I was like, I, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Come on, it's Duke. What? Um, let's come back to Duke, Tennessee, State, right, Michigan for a sec. Um, do you think they teams like Michigan get a pass for playing in the best conference, and do they deserve that? Um, they teams deserve it to an extent, but if that's the case, then Oklahoma deserves a pass as well. I don't think Oklahoma deserved to get in. I'm just kind of going off that that yeah. mindset. Um, I don't think so because. It, it depends on what metrics and, and ratings are you going off? Because like 
the ACC is deemed as this big conference always, but they were ter- the ACC had its worst year in maybe the last 20 or 30 years ever. Yeah. So to an extent, maybe, um, but it depends where those wins and losses get picked up against what, against what teams in the conference. So, Okay, so 67, uh, they got right. Obviously, Duke, Tennessee, um, sur- I mean, surprising, you know, to say the least. Um, where should they be? Now, I, I know they should be swapped 2-3, but should Duke yeah. um, be in the South and the Midwest? Where should they be if you oh, did it? I- if I did it, I would have Duke as far away from Greenville in the first round as possible. I'm a Duke hater, guys. I'm I'm a Maryland fan. So back yes. to days. Like, oh, that's all right. So yeah, we, just we, so we you just, know, we I got excited <laughs> for a little this bit is, there, Ryan, this because is gonna I, was, be good. Oh, I, I got someone on my side. But then I don't know. Maryland might be might be too far. But I I I, I want to hear it. All right. So who are you Ryan, guys fans of? So I know. Yeah. So Ryan's Maryland. I'm a Duke fan, and he's a Virginia. And fan. And I'm a Virginia fan. So <laughs> listen, but listen, we, we have but we're listen. coming together right now. <laughs> Bring, listen, bring the noise. Bring the noise. This is what we love. I'm just saying, I would put them as far away from Greenville as possible. Not really, honestly, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, to be honest, like I'm looking at it and I think they only, Tennessee is the highest three seed, but they didn't get put in that region because Alabama is the six and they, they were moving teams around and that's how they figured it out. That's, I'm fine with that. So I guess in a sense, you could just swap them. And I don't think it's a huge problem because then they play. Longwood and then Colorado State or Michigan and then Villanova, Ohio State. So I don't see a problem there. I'm curious while we're on that two seed line, I think one of the things that was interesting to me is Villanova, you know, historically they play a lot of games at Wells Fargo. They play like yeah. almost like half their big East games. And they didn't this year to try to make make sure that it wasn't deemed a home or a home venue. <laughs> um, and then they don't, and then they get sent to I guess the South, which the only thing I do like because they did win a, a final four in, in San Antonio, but mm-hmm. um, do you think, I mean, is that more of a, a slight at Villanova of, Hey, we're not going to put you in the East or is it just kind of the way the bracket shook out? I, I don't think at all. I think I told people this on um, the, the amazing world of TikTok where everything is possible. And I told people that like, I did a bracketology update right before the weekend. I think I had Villanova in Midwest, something like that. And they were like, People are freaking out. No way they don't get in East Philadelphia. They only played three games so they could be there. I'm like, it's not how it works. They don't just get put there because they get put there. They get, if they're the highest two seed, they don't choose where they go. They get put with the worst one seed. That's how it works. And then if there's other teams that need to move around, like the Tennessee Alabama thing, they'll move around because of conference stuff, not because they just want to have Villanova in the East. Now, I did expect them to put Villanova in the East because they're Villanova and they're this blue blood now after this that last few years. Um, But if that's not, I, to my knowledge, that's not how it works. It's not how it should work. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm kind of happy with it because, like, just go play where you have to go play. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is, no matter what, there is a level of like, all right. I mean, you're, you got to go win six games. You got to go win right. six. Um, let's let's do the five twelve matchups that everybody loves to pick. Um, I actually don't think there will be many upsets this year i don't know why i'm like leaning chalk which just never makes me feel good um and i don't mean full chalk i just mean in general oh, yeah. like I, yeah i don't know where where are you at on the 512s let's start um let's start in the west west top um so i, I think it's the most interesting one because like the huge oh uh, well, we'll stick on the one sorry i think it's the most interesting one because it's not getting the recognition and like attention as the as any of the other ones and it should be I think New Mexico State is notoriously this like really good rebounding team. It's their good rebounding team still. 
But like Teddy Allen is, they've hadn't had a guy like that in a long time. And I, right now I have New Mexico State. I've had it since the beginning. I'm going to stick with it. Wow. I like UConn. And I think UConn's like a team that I could see making an Elite Eight run, Final Four run in the right bracket in region, not next to Arkansas and Gonzaga. Um, but I could also see him going out first round against a team like New Mexico State. I also thought New Mexico State wasn't going to be a 12 and like South Dakota State would be there instead. Um, yeah. But I'm still, I, I, I think that's a really good one. It's an underrated one for sure. Yeah, the UConn one is tough. I have, I'm, I want to pick them to go. I mean, they're <laughs> they're not they're not gonna beat Gonzaga, but I want to at least have them there. Um, they're similar, so it's unbelievable. Like we, Ian and I talk about this all the time. You can pick your champion if you look at the OD on Kempom, and you compare yeah. it over the like you literally can pick it. None of them have been outside offense and defense besides UConn. In the last right. 12 years, no one has been outside the top 25 in both. So, yeah. like, Duke and like, – I won't go through all of them, but, like, basically they're, like, 1-5, yeah, 2-7, yeah. 7-1, 3-11, blah, blah, blah. UConn in 2014 was 39th offensively. And that 10, team doesn't count. I know, I know. <laughs> but a, even in 2011, they were 19-15. And then this year, they're similar. Like, they're not in the top 25 in both. Like, they're yeah. this weird enigma. No one's going to pick them. And it just, I don't know. Anytime I get high on a pick like this, I always <laughs> remember, like, nah, this is stupid. Like, this is this is not going to happen. I think, and the fans believe yeah. him, it seems like. Yeah. It seems like their fans, yeah. I mean, their fans are riding the the Danny Hurley train. I mean, they, they, they're, they're not that far off ball, to be fair. I mean, they're 21st in offense and 35th in defense. So they're not, I mean, they're, they're seeing more balance. Um, the one thing that interests me about UConn while we're on is offensive. Re- they're the number one offensive rebounding team in the country. And it's, can yep. they, it's that in terms of, can they, can New Mexico state limit those offensive rebound chances? I mean, you, you talked right there off, off the bat, Ryan, historically, they're a really good off or they're really, they're a really good rebounding team themselves. Um, but yeah, can they, can they keep UConn off the glass? Um, and, and what's that going to look like? But it is an itch. I feel like that's the probably the least talked about, or maybe the least talked about. But um, like you said, Ryan, I don't know. If there's a ton of people that are are going all the way with New Mexico State, like you are. Yeah, and I think the UConn thing, Paul, you mentioned before, like ninety five percent of people are going to have whoever comes out of this little cluster of four losing to Gonzaga. So to me, like it even encourages me more to pick an upset. I'm a big upset guy. Like I understand if you go on probability, you shouldn't take as many upsets because trying to get the one is insanely stupid. But I do it anyway because, like, why not? And I'm here to have a good time. So, um, yeah. but that's one that I'm like, you know what? If I lose out on 10 to 30 points in my group, that means nothing because if I don't get the champion right, that's garbage anyway. So, exactly. Yep. Um, let's go to Houston UAB. Um, Houston's another sneaky one for mm. uh, if, if, again, if you're just trying to be different to get to the national championship, strictly based <laughs> on the Kempom stats, strictly based on that. They're a sneaky one. Um, what do you have in that game? I love Conference USA. I love any of the three teams that are going to come out there, three meaning UAB, North Texas, or leaving Louisiana Tech if they got through. Houston's weird. Like, I thought they were going to get a four-seed also, but it is what it is. I'm not fully on Houston like I was last year. Obviously, the injuries, like, they just kind of is, is what it is. And, yeah, God. I like Jelly Walker. I think they're good. I think they can win this game. I also have a problem that, like, any of these four teams in this cluster, Houston, UAB, Illinois, Chattanooga, can get it to the Sweet 16. Any four of them, I'm 100% confident I could see any of them. No, it's brutal. That's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. I'll just take Arizona to be whoever. But then again, I'm like, I don't know if Arizona 
would beat Illinois if they played them. Like I, it's, I'm going off a tangent here, but the Houston UAB thing, I slightly lean UAB for similar reason that I said God, New Mexico man. State. You're making me second guess all my picks. Don't know. See, <laughs> I'm, I never win any of my brackets. I never win. I never ever win. So you just own your bracket and you and exactly just whatever you're going with. I agree. I think this one, this is the one that I've I've had the heart in terms of the full region. I've had the yeah. most trouble because I, I even said earlier today. I said I, I could have. I could see Illinois losing in the first round. I could also have them going all the way to the final four, even the national championship game. So I, I think this, this, this is the one region that's messed with my mind. I think the one thing that I love about UAB is they are the ninth best three point shooting team in the country. I mean, they yeah. can light it up. Obviously jelly Walker. I think, I mean, the name in itself, I mean, you, I can just see kind of headlines and capturing the country in there, but um it's Houston though. Like it's hard to doubt Houston because I feel like I've done it the last two years and they've proved me wrong, but um, it's, they're, they're an absolute darling of metrics, but I, yeah. I do love, I do love UAB. So you're two for two, Ryan taking two twelves. I, I, I guess <laughs> as, of, as of Monday at, at six forty seven. Yeah, um, I guess I am. All right, let's go to the Midwest, to Iowa, Richmond. I mean, I got, I got Iowa. I mean, I got to ride the, the hot hand. I know they don't play great defense, but damn, they, can they score the ball? Uh, it's, yeah, it's hard to go get. They're the hottest in the country. Maybe you want to argue Tennessee, whatever. I, so when during the A-10 final, I was like, I was rooting for Richmond because I was like, this team is winning two, two or three games, I promise. They're going to win, they're going to win, they're going to win. They drew Iowa, and I was like, oh. My, it was one of those matchups where I was like, oh. And I sat there, and I was like, I don't know if to take Richmond. Like, I think – Another one that doesn't get talked about because everyone's like basically thinking how far can Iowa go, not Iowa versus Richmond. And I think it's not a problem. It doesn't change how I plays, but like Richmond is a good team that can definitely beat them. It's going to be hard to go against Iowa. Like you said, like I wanted to convince myself to take Richmond, but I'm not, I'm not taking every 12 seed and it's really, really tough to go against them right now. But Richmond, I would not be surprised they won that game at all. Yeah, they're damn good. It's a good. brutal draw for Richmond. I mean, I was probably as hot as anybody right now, potentially one of the three best players in the, in the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Richmond's got a veteran loaded team, but they it's, it's a tough draw for them. I, I, I think could be a really good game though. Jacob Gilliard's going to give their guards hell. Like he is yeah. going to terrorize them. And I think it's going to be a huge problem because they're not going to be able to run their offense like they normally do. And I think that's the biggest thing. And then on the other end of the floor, I was not going to defend them and Richmond can shoot the hell out of the ball. And once they get going, that's why I'm like shit. Like I don't know if I was gonna be able to catch up because they're gonna they're not gonna have their top three offense that they normally have. It's not gonna be that easy for them, and they're not gonna be able to defend them so well. So and like a Keegan Keegan Murray can't guard. He maybe he can guard Burton, but he can't guard who on the outside like these little guards and stuff like that as well. So yep. Um, all right, last one: St. Mary's, um, and then obviously Wyoming, Indiana. Yeah, one of you guys mentioned before. I think they're in Portland or it might be San Diego. I know it's the West Coast. Yeah. Wyoming and Indiana. Indiana's kind of close to Dayton, so it's fine. But Wyoming, if they win, will have to go to Dayton, back to Port, basically back to Wyoming and past it, which is insane. I put like a whole board together today of how far teams are traveling, and that's like by far the highest opportunity to travel. Um, take that as you will. Like I don't know how that's really going to play into teams, but St. Mary's seems like it seems like they got maybe slightly overseeded, maybe not. Um, but if Indiana wins I, and they look good versus Wyoming, like. It's going to be hard not to take Indiana, in my opinion. Totally. Yep. Yep. Um, while while we're on it, I'm interested to hear, Ryan, from your – you said you mapped out the other travel. What are some of the other yeah. – any, any other matchups that stuck out to you in terms of yeah. um, tough travel or or, uh, or, or or tough matchups based on on location? 
Yeah, I pull. I just pulled it up. Um, I did. I did it this morning. Every single team where they're going from their school, and then the difference in their their travel and their opponents' travel also in the first round. And I, I'm not looking for like Gonzaga's obviously going to have an advantage. I'm looking for like the 12 over the five, the 11 over the six, stuff like that. The upsets, the 10 plus seeds. Miami has a 1600 mile positive difference on USC. Michigan has an 800 mile difference on Colorado State. Vermont has a big one on Arkansas, Davidson on Michigan State, UAB on Houston, and Iowa State on LSU. Mm. That's the, I, I, I love that type of stuff. I mean, it's, it's like I a weird it's, thing to consider. Like, it shouldn't be a thing. Like you said, Paul, like, you got to win games at some point. It comes down to that. But, like, it is a thing. Like, they have to travel, and oh, it yeah. sucks. Especially if you're, going, if you're going more than one time zone, that's a big deal. That's a right. big deal. And I think if you're is it you're going east, it gets harder, right? I think if you're going east, it gets tougher. I'm not positive. Um, though. I don't know if if yeah. I'm if I'm right or wrong on that. I have no idea. Um, but there's not no like huge east to west like thing like coming east. So I think it's all pretty like central to everywhere else. But um, it's interesting. It's interesting. And, and Boise State is another one. So oh yeah, yeah. that St. Mary's Indiana Wyoming game, whatever that will be. I mean, whoever wins that game tomorrow, so Tuesday night, uh, or I guess tonight as this is airing. Um, is going to play at nine. It's nine ten Eastern tip on oh. Tuesday the fifteenth, oh and God. then the turnaround is Thursday at seven twenty Eastern time on the West Coast. So basically four thirty local Man. time. Yeah. So you're going. No you're going to finish. You're going to finish around like eleven thirty, and then in pretty much like thirty six hours, a little more. There's you're you're going to have to play again against yeah. the St. Mary's team. That's 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 definitely a lot fresher. Yeah, I mean, shoot, they've yeah, had a whole week. They've had an extra stuff. week with the with the um, with their see, Yeah, Good yeah. Point. Um, all right, first number one to go down. Who you got? I have Kansas going down number one. I think everyone thinks that region is built for who's going to come out, Kansas or Iowa, and it's kind of week the two. Auburn's a week two. Wisconsin's a relatively week three. Providence is a super week four. So the conversation is, can Iowa be Kansas? And otherwise, if they don't, they'll one of those teams will come out. And San Diego State is my team in the second round. It's going to happen. San Diego State in the second round. Um, let's talk Providence, we'll man. They, they're an enigma. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, okay, they're lucky, blah, blah, blah. I, I think, look, eventually the conversation has to go from they're lucky to they are good at winning close games. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't win like 14 of them and be lucky. You can win three um, for sure. But what is <laughs> – if they win one and lose, do they do they get as much like what like how many games do they have to win to not be labeled as this team? Beating South Dakota State will will like if they lose second round to Iowa, they no one will remember them next weekend. Then yeah. but but that's a good thing because they don't want to be remembered for bad reasons and they're not gonna get remembered for good reasons. There's just I there's I don't see a way they get get to Sweet 16. They they'll lose to Richmond if it's them them two in the Sweet 16 if they get past the Jackrabbits. Yeah. Um, I have a, I got a really interesting stat. I'll do it real fast. I literally pulled it up a minute before I got, I talk, started talking to you guys. The five times Providence has lost, they, so they have like a top three point uh, percentage defense, 31% of the year. Great. It's like top 50. The five times they've lost this year, the, their opponent three point percentage was 50, 44, 48, 47, 40. 40 is not great, but the other four are great. Damn. South Dakota State is literally, literally the best three point shooting team in the country, 45%. So that's why they're going to win. Oh. Man. They're, they're going to win the game. I know it's like, it seems like is everyone too committed to it? Too much, of an, too easy of an upset to actually happen? It's going to happen. Uh, 
Okay, um, this is so this Ryan is hard... to give you background because Paul. So Paul's a Duke guy, but Paul was a grad assistant for Cooley of Providence. So this is now I feel like an ass. This is no, no. no you don't, you, I, that's why is... I didn't preface it. That's this why is a hard. It's, this you is hard. Own, own, own your yeah. takes. I love it. I love it. No. Absolutely love it. This is a heart, uh, a heart versus uh, brain take, and uh, and that's not like a that's not like a BS like historical stat. I give those all the time just for like so people know them. That's like now exactly real. what you need to win in March. It's gonna happen. That's why. That's why I'm saying it. That's real. All There's right, a so lot the first... of green on that South Dakota State Ken Palm page. I'll tell you that much. There's a lot <laughs> yeah, of green there. A lot of green. Yeah. Um. All right. So first number one to go is Kansas. First number two, who you got going down? Um. I think Kentucky's the first two to go. Uh, Kentucky and Duke in the same round, second round. Woo! Where do you have Duke losing to? Oh. Texas Tech? I, I have losing to Davidson. No, he's sec- Davidson. Oh, oh, oh Davidson. Okay. Davidson, uh, yeah. But, man, but that's, another, that's another one, Davidson over Michigan State. Davidson, like, as the uh, – I mean, it's – I don't know. I go back and forth. I'm more confident Davidson would win the Duke game, I feel like, almost. But that's one of those big travel um, – what's called travel things that we were just talking about. And Davidson, I think, is literally a team, experienced, good, good shooting team. They don't turn the ball over, good free throw shooting team. If you're behind them, if they get out first, you're you're screwed, in my opinion, unless you're the same kind of built team, which I don't think either of these teams are. Michigan State, I haven't been high on all year, so it's, maybe that's just me. Is there – all right, so you're a Maryland guy. Is there a coach – and I think I already know your answer, and I don't even know the coach uh, at Cal State Fullerton, but is there a coach that you would love to see beat Coach K in his last game more than any other coach? He only has a couple well, options, but – who, who right, would more you than any love? other coach? Yeah, who would you love um, to see him lose to his last game? I don't, I don't look, I don't love Izzo. Obviously, I'm, I don't like Michigan State, so I don't like Izzo. Um, I don't see like a game where I'm like, oh my god, it'd be so sweet to see that coach beat him. But yep. Mark Adams, first year, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, Nate Oates won't be able to do it. He won't be able to. They won't be able to their ass kicked. Um, Mark Few, I guess, also just because like people give them shit for give Gonzaga a lot of trash for like everything, and they don't think they're the frauds. And Mark Few, they cakewalk schedule. Like I, I, I'd like to see that also, and a rematch too. Yeah, the rematch would be unbelievable. That would be yeah. that would be must see TV. Um, where passing of the torch as well for the Catholic? You go East Coast Catholic Duke to West Coast Catholic Gonzaga. Could, it, could it be done? Both teams, both done. teams had their bouts with DUIs this year. That's going to be a cool story. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, ridiculous storyline. The real, it's the real hard hitting. I oh, will man. say though, Davidson though, and Bob McKillop and, and Kay. I mean, it's also. I yeah. think. I mean, we saw that a few years ago with South Carolina when they beat Duke, and yes. that was. I think. I mean, it was very similar. That what you would thought would be a pro Duke crowd, because yep. it was close to North Carolina, actually turned out being a pro South Carolina. And I can see if Davidson can get Matt past Michigan State, Davidson also yeah. plays very similarly to Virginia Tech, which obviously yeah. just gave Duke fits. So yeah, it's gonna be really, really interesting. I don't know if I have I don't know if I have the balls to put put Davidson past. I I just feel like I would look back. I can see like I don't yes. think Duke makes yeah. a final four, but I, I could I can see them like in the Elite Eight. Like, why did I have them going out? But I do absolutely love that matchup. I love Davidson's love got that, that travel thing is like it's like 200 something miles for Duke and it's really close. And Davidson's half the distance. It's literally, they're both a, yep. a bus ride away. It's yep. relevant, but it's, you have to think about that. Like Davidson's not coming from far away. It's not about who's closer. Davidson's no. the same distance. So they're all going to have fans there. That's all. Yep. Love it. Yeah. And I think McKillop, I mean, you know, probably the most criminally underrated coach in the country, unless you're, mm. you know, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But 
if anyone can get a team to not care about Duke letters, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he can do it. You know, like yeah, they're just fair. they're they're just a team. That's it. Um, but anyway, uh, all right, let's do the last one here. Um, so your num your first two is still Kentucky though, or is it Duke? I think. I don't. I think they're not both going to lose in the second round, but I'm probably going to do that in my bracket just because I see the opera. Like when I do when I take big upsets, I'm taking a swing because why not? And I try to win my groups, and I try to find the best opportunities and matchups for these teams and where I see them fit. Like, that's why I said San Diego State. That's why I said Davidson. That's why I'm saying Murray State. Like I just see a really good opportunity for them, and I'd hate it if I didn't do it because I feel so strongly about it. So, um, all right. So uh, first number three to go down. Who you got? The threes, oh, God, the threes are gross, I feel like, and they have terrible, like, such easy walks in Sweet 16 for the most part. Tennessee is too good for me is the problem. I want to say Colorado State's going to beat them. Tennessee is way too good. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin, I have them probably going far just because the region sucks, but I could see them losing at any point early. Um, and Purdue has a pretty much a cakewalk, in my opinion. Uh, I guess I would, I would say Tennessee. I'll say Tennessee because – Wow. They have the hardest road to get out. They only like they're the best three seed for sure. They just have the hardest road to get out, and they got kind of screwed by where they are. So, I think I'm. Gonna I think go, it's probably Sweet Sixteen. So, I think I'm gonna go Purdue. I think like four episodes yeah. we I said on a podcast. So now I I feel like I gotta stick to it that I'm gonna take Purdue to losing the Sweet Sixteen because they they couldn't guard us three. Um, and I know they <laughs> yeah I, yeah. I but, have them coming out of, out of Sweet 16 also. I just, like, I know they're going to get to the Sweet 16. So that's why I'm, like, I yeah. see other chances to get out in round two, round one, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, Colorado State, That could that's that's the thing. I think it's a tougher second-round matchup yeah. probably for yeah. Um, yeah. for some of these two. As, and, but we'll see. Um, who's who's the, the final four and the champion? Who you got? Are you there yet? yet? Yeah. Hell no. Um, <laughs> I can, like – I'll do my best if you want me to. Like I, God, no, gonna, no, yeah. If you don't have it, you don't have no, it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I have a bracket filled out. I always fill it out and I change throughout the week. As of right now, my bracket. I'm pretty transparent about this stuff. I'll share whatever because I don't really care. I have Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, and I have San Diego State as that as that coming out of the Midwest. See, yeah, that's how you win brackets, though. That's how you win brackets. <laughs> if they go to the Final Four, right? I can. So my thing is like I I never pick the top seeds because I don't want to win them to win and I still have to beat other people out. So now I have another champion and then they, if they win I'll also win. So I have two champions. I like it. I like it. I mean San Diego State. If you look at their metrics, I mean they have second best defense. They yeah. are rock solid top to bottom. And while their offensive metrics aren't great, they're a good three point shooting team. They don't shoot well. They're lower than pack and shoot from two and free throw. But they're 65th in the country in three-point shooting percentage. So if they can get hot, I mean, and then the way they lock up, I can I can definitely see it. Um, and they and they've lost like yeah, maybe two games. Yeah, they've lost two games since the start of February. Exactly. Obviously, for, the Boise. They're, they're eleven well. out of their last thirteen are wins. I think it is. And like the Kansas, they have to get past Kansas. They have to get past Creighton. I, I'm not confident there. But like Kansas is two and one against Texas Tech. Both times in the regular season they played them, they lost in a good in because if they couldn't score at the end, and Texas Tech really held them to it defensively. And Texas Tech is the best defense in the country. Ken Palm. And then the second time they were in double overtime. People are like, they scored ninety four points. It was double overtime. Obviously, they scored ninety points, um, but they held them to it. And I think Texas Tech has given them so much struggle this year that a team like San Diego State is built the exact same way. Like defense, athletic, long can match up against anybody. I think they can defend Abaji pretty well. Matt Bradley's a go-to guy that Texas Tech doesn't have, so maybe that's what they need. I don't 
All right, man, we know you, we gotta, you gotta go. So let's get you out of here on this. Just overall philosophy for filling out your bracket or last minute advice or one tip or anything you got for, for the listeners. Yeah. I'd say like, I'd say don't like, don't over overthink like the high seeds. I don't know if that makes sense. Like the ones and twos and like, obviously don't just chalk it up, but like you one, you're, you're trying to beat out a bunch of people. You're trying to have fun too. And like, that's a big part for me. I know it's crazy. Cause like I get, we get so serious about it. Like guys like us, but like, I'm trying to have a good time at the same time. And I love like the tournament is so much more enjoyable for me. If I, if I see fit, if I think it's going to happen, if I pick a team, like an underdog or two or three, to go far and I can root for one of them and no one else is. Cause they're like, they beat my national champion. They beat my final four team. So like, I love to get those teams. I, when Loyola went to the final four, my, I think my elite eight, I think it was, was literally Nevada and Loyola or sweet 16, whatever yep. it was. Oh yeah. I had Nevada going to the yep. final four and I was pissed, but I was like, look, look, I had a great, great week and a half here. Great time. So, um, <laughs> you build, it's like, like a, you yeah. build that fake loyalty. You, it's like, I can be a but fan literally. of them. It's short-term fan. Ever since then, I'm the biggest Mountain West fan in the world because I love Nevada. <laughs> I love the Mountain West so much because that. now I'm on San Diego State. Here we are. So. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Uh, last thing. Where can everybody find you? Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is at RyanHammer09. Instagram, RyanHammer9. So it's TikTok, RyanHammer9. Um, I'm a, the young lads. I'm big on TikTok. That's how it all got started, I guess. Um, but everything else, um, yeah, that's pretty much in Down Talk, whatever. And appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, we're going to listen. We're going to have you on again to talk through Maryland and what they need to do. And and we'll have a whole Maryland episode. (laughs) It's going to be awful. It's going to be it's it's going to be awful. But okay, I'm going to bring them a new one. Yeah, there we go. All right, man. Appreciate you coming on. (laughs) I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. All right. See you, man. Yep. All right. Big thanks for Ryan for coming on. Um, That was great. You guys got some nice little tidbits there. let's travel man it's travel i'm telling you yeah don't sleep on the travel don't sleep devil's in the de- devil's in the details i mean I, I i'm impressed that the first thing you wake up this morning is go and map everyone's travel those are yeah. tidbits that you're not getting that on espn no you're not and i'm jealous Which, that's that's what i want to get paid to do <laughs> i, I want to ask you did you i because i'm so i'm honest i'm so sick and tired of espn's coverage especially just just like regular just coverage wait the way they call games their studio shows I ended up last night. I, I couldn't watch their bracketology when I was trying to get some content, and I just switched to CBS Sports Network. And I watched I watch CBS and, and Rothstein and all that. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm saying, late, like at like nine, ten o'clock at night last night, rather than watching. Yeah, I remember who it was. It was Pete Gillen. It was Shelvin Mack. It yeah. was Rothstein, and it's just like Pete Coach. Listen, they're not they're not the greatest, but they're not. They're ESPN's trying so hard. They're trying too hard. Yeah. And they're trying to be hip. They're trying to be cool. And it's just like, it's, it's not it, man. Yeah. Coach Gillen's tough, but I like the other guys. Um, all right. Let's get, let's jump into the coaching carousel. Already had uh, some moves. Um, George Washington, let's go of Jamie and Christian. Rhode Island, let's go of David Cox. UMass, let's go of Matt McCall. Uh, Bruce Weber resigns. That was an interesting one. Um. Yeah. What other we'll ones circle? I want to circle back to I want to circle back to Kansas State after after the other. Uh, um, if you want to jump ahead to S, today's SEC firing, um, uh, not the Mike White. Which one? Oh, Will Wade. Not yeah, Mike White. With- no, 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 no. Oh, which there one? was another firing today. We talked about Frank Martin, South Carolina. Yeah, 
that one that one's sad because i love frank martin and i think he's an unbelievable guy and a coach and he has someone can like we the- get a reunion can we get a kansas state reunion maybe i'm telling you i i was texting billy o today it said he's only 55 so he's got gas in another 10 year yeah and this thing if you look so kansas state was his first which is kind of crazy to think about kansas state was his first head gig because he he was passed basically from hugs to him he's assistant and when hugs went to wvu his five he was five years at kansas state they made the tournament four of the five years they won a game at least a game in every single one of those tournaments one of those years his third year there they went to the elite eight now he went to south carolina he struggled they only went to one tournament, and in that tournament, they made the Final Four, which is awesome. But if you're Kansas State, like, I know we don't see that often. Like, do you go back to the well? Like, why is not? that possible? That's the crazier things have happened. I, I, mean, I don't know, not? like, if there's a – I guess unless you're really just trying to play upside, but, like, if you're – once again, we – how many – I feel like every other episode we talk about expectations. If you're Kansas State – he exceeded expectations in my opinion while he was yeah, there. Yeah. And so if you want to play the upside game, like it's, I guess, do you think he can replicate that is more of a question, but I mean, they went, think they won 20 games every single year. He was at Kansas state. Here's, here's why it won't happen. Just to play devil's advocate is as a president, as an AD, as a board for a university, it's tough to, it feels like you're going backwards, even though you're not. It's tough to like yeah. get the rah rah like, hey, we're bringing back a coach. You know, it it doesn't like. I actually, we need to do research on how many times, if ever, this has happened. The only thing I'm the the first thing I thought in my mind is UNC football with Mac Brown. Yeah. Um, okay. And I believe also Randy Edsel at UConn, which anytime oh, yeah. you're comparing that, UConn football, you're in a bad spot. So that I also I yeah, that didn't work out great. Um, and Mac Brown, like Mac Brown's obviously rejuvenated. He has not had the results to match the recruiting that he's had, but he has put a spark back in. Um, but in college basketball, I can't really think of too many that have, to be honest with you, uh, it, right off the top of my, at least at a, in a high major. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. Um, I don't, I don't really, uh, there's no one that pops out to me of guys that, 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 that ever returned to a certain school. Um, but you have plenty of return to a conference like our guy John Gross did this weekend. Yeah, that was tough. Tough way for the Bobbies to go out. Um, they, you know, they just were not playing great towards the end. I don't know what happened. Um, I really don't like, and there, and there wasn't, there wasn't an injury. There wasn't an incident. There, well, there was, I will say that they, they, Bulls did come out and say that basically uh, Jason Carter pretty much all season has been playing with a not a broken tibia but basically a partially broken tibia his leg's been partially broken all season so they've been trying to manage that that's why he missed the games earlier so like i i don't think he we, we never had a not that so even when they were great we never had 100 percent jason carter i don't think that's an excuse for them losing to kent no. um but it is pretty crazy that he, he kind of gutted it through there and they just i don't the, the depth really wasn't there um i mean as much as i love the team i think they could have gotten it done just ball bounces a certain way um yeah their one through three was fantastic best in the league and their four through eight you know there was a drop off there there was inconsistency yeah i mean tommy schmack was there like 
probably fourth best scorer after those guys down the stretch. Yeah. Um, but yep. while on the Mac, there are two openings in the Mac ball state and Western Michigan. Do either, if you're do either of those jobs excite you for like mid major at, at all? No, man. I always think the no. directional Michigans are brutal gigs. Um, ball states kind of been in no man's land for a long time. Um, no, those are, those are, yeah. I, are they the worst jobs in the Mac? We would probably need to do a ranking. I don't know. Um, I, I wouldn't say they were worse, but I, I think, and I think ball States probably got good facilities in Muncie and you can recruit Indiana. I would but, say, yeah. Of the Michigans, probably Eastern's the worst. Um, Eastern has an awesome arena, but it's tough being, yeah, I think um, maybe. Yeah. Central them, central. Yeah. Nothing, none of yeah, them are great, great, man. None of them are great. I, I, the only, the one thing I will say about Western being open is when it was open a few years ago, uh, I think it was only two or three years ago. Um, Saudi or Saudi, Saudi Washington. That's with uh, at Michigan. He was with beeline and, and Jawan Howard. He's a Western Michigan alum. He played there 94 to 98 and he basically turned down the, I, I don't know if he interviewed or any, or he turned down the opportunity, but he basically is like, I'm actually, sorry guys, I'm not interested. I'd rather be an assistant at Michigan, which is, which is tough. Yeah. Uh, now, does that change now? Like he's been at Michigan since 2016. Does that change is now, is he interested? And like, he's a big time. Like, I feel like he's being brought, he's been brought up for other big jobs. I mean, he brought in Mo Wagner, DJ Wilson, Caleb Houston. Like he's a really good recruiter. Um, but an, an ironic little tidbit there too. He started his coaching career volunteering at Romulus high school under Nate Oates in Michigan. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's a hell of a story. It is pretty crazy. You got Nate Oates as the high school coach. And then just because Bobby Hurley was recruiting a kid, he gets on the staff at Buffalo. His volunteer assistant is coaching there. Ends up, obviously, he goes from there to Oakland with Greg Campy. Um, and, it was, and, and was with, with there for seven, no, 10 years. He was at Oakland and then gets on Beeline staff uh, at Michigan. There's a lot of, it's not, there's a lot of different paths. It's, it do, it's not the common path, but there's, no. there's a lot of different ways to get there. Um, all right, let's talk about the big one. Our boy, Will Wade, uh, finally got got. And I don't know if you saw this, but the former LSU president, uh, his, his last name is Alexander, um, spoke out and basically said that when they uh, suspended him three, three years ago, when all the stuff finally mm -hmm. came out, that they got crazy backlash from the board, from the donors, um, really? I'll, yeah, I'll send you the article and said that Joe Oliva, the AD, uh, basically was like people were calling for his head for even suspending Wade, um, which is just I mean, I, I how to, it's it's not surprising at all because that is the highest level of NCAA football you can get. It's not the highest level of basketball by any means, but the highest level of football. And so what goes on? In foot, everyone always says, like, if what goes on in football makes basketball look like JV in terms of cheating yeah. and money and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I just think it's hysterical that the former president comes out and is like, Yeah, we got shit on three years ago internally for even trying to hold this guy accountable. He's he's on the phone, on the phone recording saying, What's it gonna take to get this deal done? You know, we yeah, gave him this a we strong ass that. offer. Yeah, we get you know, whatever it is. So uh, yeah, this is one. He says where... the deal was centered too much around the parent and not enough around the kid. It was Javante Smart, and he's like, "I know what the problem was." And it's like, it's not even a read between the lines situation. It's just 
what else could you be talking about? Yeah. You know, you yeah. don't give deals to parents like, and, and so I think the only reason, and, and it's funny, you said, I'm glad you did bring that up about the president is whether it was directly because of basketball or, or not, it, it tangled football into this too. Mm-hmm. Like football, they, they this, the university walked away with eight level one violations. I think five from basketball and three from football. And if anything, like I know LSU wants to have a good basketball program. And I think they expect to, they really, there's nothing that they're going to let tarnish that football national championship they got. Um, and, and, and so I think, you know, like, yeah, duh, let's get the, get the spotlight off of us as quickly as possible because yeah. we already have enough people pointing fingers and we already have enough people watch Brian Kelly awkwardly dance with recruits. Oh, it's so brutal. Just, the, like they, they don't need football being dragged into it. Will Wade's mess. The real question is what slap on the wrist are they going to get? Because they're not, nothing's going to happen. Um, I would say worst case yeah, is post-season, self-ban postseason. post-season yeah, I think they'll self do it. Yeah. Next year. Yep. Just get rid of it. Yeah, just do it right away. Um, yeah, that's probably the worst case. Then some scholarships and some recruiting days taken away, but that'll probably be it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, whoever they hire, but that's the thing. It's like it it hurts whoever they hire or whoever yeah. they hire. They have to make a massive, massive offer for it, which Louisville did, and it still didn't work out. Like Louisville, Louisville's deal with Chris Mack because of all the stuff, the same type of thing. Like his deal for every year they had a postseason ban, he automatically got an extension off of it. That was like part of the deal. They're gonna have to do that with somebody, whomever else. they try to. It, it honestly, I, like this is crazy. If you if you're talking to LSU, does the conversation start at a, like a six year deal? If year probably, one, probably. And if that's year one, five is kind of the standard. Five standard, because I, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say seven. I was like, I'll back it to six because you're one. You, you're not allowed to make a postseason. Yeah, that's gonna hurt your recruiting. You're probably you have a team now of guys that are probably gonna leave a decent amount of relief. So, I think you have to give yourself almost like a three year ramp rather than a and yeah. And honestly, that's it's crazy because that's what a lot of te- people used to get no matter what. Um, yeah. And obviously, the Coach K story of 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 um how how his how butters basically gave him that time to figure it out which most people don't which is ironic enough because of gw and i'm curious what your thoughts are with jamie on like three Three, years three years three years and three years and they were middle of the a10 this year they had not that they were where they should be but they're one they were one spot below richmond who just won the conference yeah. Now so, I'm not saying they had a great year, but it is kind of wild. Three years is always way too quick. I think five is what it takes for you to really see progress. And by progress, I don't mean winning it. Like five years is what it takes for you to see progress. Progress being if you took over a program that won 10, 11, 12, 13 games, then five years from now, you should be at 18, 19, 20 wins. That's what that means. That's massive progress. That doesn't mean winning the league or going to the NCAA tournament. That's not what that means. Now, people don't have that expectation, but people also don't live in reality. You know what I mean? They just don't. So, yeah, yeah, that one's a little surprising for sure. Um, You know, I've met Christian a couple of times. He's a great dude. Great dude. Um, And that's everyone seems like and people are honestly people were surprised he didn't get fired last year after his two. He was Mount St. Mary's and then one year at Siena. 
And then three years yeah. that he left, he was at Siena for one year, yeah, left. And then people were surprised that he was able to keep his job after last year. And also, like, I don't want to say, like, put blame game or anything. And, like, all these, like, three years where, like, last year, COVID, weird COVID year, year before, there wasn't a postseason, not that they would have made it. But all the factors that have gone into it, it just seems very, I don't say short-sighted by GW, unless they just really say, hey, this is not our guy. Yeah. Not a fit, but according to everyone in the industry, seems like a good guy, a good coach. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I want the 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 one I wanted to talk about too is related to Drew Hanlon's tweet, which I don't know if you saw, but Missouri, let's go of uh, Kwanzo and uh, Drew Hanlon tweets out. Uh, you know, I'd have this program turned around in two years or three years, whatever it was. Um, which I like Drew. Uh, I think he probably does the best job of any MBA skills trainer. Um, that's a hard thing so. for me, hard thing for anyone to say, but he, you know, he's one of the better ones for sure. Beal um, and Jason Tatum. And- yeah. You know, I mean, big, yeah. Good so, yeah. uh, just so just a wild thing to tweet though. Like, Hey man, I don't know if you fully realize how hard this is. I don't, I know you played, so you you were recruited, so you understand. But like, till you're in it, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Four words, four words. Stay in your lane. That's yeah. that's literally like I and I like like I said I like Drew Hanlon, and I'm not saying that he's not qualified to like get into coaching. No, like I I think he be. I mean, he played at Belmont. He played under Rick Bird, who is an all time coach, all time like best and, best sweater but, vest in the game. But to think that like you could step in and and I think even you see it and people talk about the difference between college jobs and NBA jobs is like there's so many different things going into running a college basketball program, whether that's recruiting, whether that's actual coaching, whether that's player development, whether that's working with your boosters to make sure that you have the budget that you want. Academics, appearances, now you got NIL and NIL like not it's not a knock on Drew Hamlin as a basketball mind or a trainer, but it's like, okay, like Drew yeah. Hamlin is not, you're like, well, it's like, I say you're not that guy, pal, but like, you're not stepping into someone's living room tomorrow and just pulling five stars left and right. Like no Kwanzo of anybody. Kwanzo probably could do that. And he did that at Cal yeah. and he did that with, and he did that at Missouri in a way, even with like Jonte and, and, and Michael Porter. And like, yep, I get, it was probably, but I think he It'll just be really interesting to see what happens there. He, yeah, he would have just helped himself so much if he just framed it like, I want to help, like, br- like put me on staff, you know, yeah. like something like that. Every and most people would have been like, that makes sense. Like, who wouldn't want this guy to be your your second, third assistant and be the, the all the player development stuff? I mean, he trains Embiid and Tatum every other day. So it's like, you know, from that. But anyway, just a funny tweet um, from Missouri. Um I did want the last thing I wanted to hit on this in terms of coaching. I wanted to get your take on some of these names that they threw out for LSU. Um, and, and basically this was in the athletic, it was Brian Hamilton wrote it today. Um, and basically it's got some interesting ones and it's all, it's an alphabetical order. Dennis Gates, who I think both of us oh, love yeah, from Cleveland love. state. Yep. He was thrown out there as a potential Georgia uh, candidate, which I think that'll, that'll actually be the last thing I think we talk about in terms of coaching carousel. Georgia is now, covered but dennis gates um very very good grant mccaslin uh north texas who's had oh yeah really really good job he's been a hot name in that interesting one here greg mcdermott 
I don't know. Um, but apparently they said he makes less than two million a year at Creighton. Yeah, and he'll and make so, two million for the next ten years, or he'll go to LSU. No way. No way. What? No, I don't see him what being. A, I don't see him as a South guy. No. Um, way. The other one, Archie Miller. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean he's from he Archie. To... Sure. Archie is one. Wes Miller is thrown out there, which I think is. A, oh. I don't. I don't think he needs that. I think he can get a better stay at Cincinnati. Yeah, wait. Stay at Cincinnati. Um, Lamont Paris, Chattanooga. Um, okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. This one, I this one, I've thrown, I've seen thrown out there, which there's not too many. I don't think it's going to happen, but there's only a few people I would say I wouldn't put it past him. Buzz Williams, Texas A&M. Dude. It says this movie require LSU to pay a gargantuan buyout, reportedly north of sixteen million last April, and for Williams to make an in-conference move to an enormous rebuild two seasons after landing College Station where he was hired by the guy who would be stealing him away. So that's the thing, though, is the guy that hired him at A&M is, is now the AD at LSU, and it's LSU, and it's it's probably easier to recruit there and win there than Texas A&M. Is it? There's I talent mean, in Louisiana, man. Look at the guys. There's that, talent in Texas. Give, there is talent, but you're you're like fifth, fifth, sixth, maybe, like school in Texas. If you give Buzz Williams the guys that Will Wade pulled in, now how he got them, yeah. is it? But if you bring some <laughs> of the, you give some of the guys that that they had. I mean, I like. I mean, I don't. I think it's a good job. I. I, I mean, it's not a. And then the wildest of all, I think there's people that there's LSU fans, most delusional world that think because Tony Bennett's wife Laurel is from Baton Rouge and went to LSU, thinks that Tony Bennett would consider. Louisiana State Where do you University. read this? Where do you uh, read I, these LSU fans? It's the it's the depths of Twitter. It's oh the, it's, the it's because it, it it gets regurgitated by UVA fans that yeah. find like that like that find it. But and I get like he's but there's and they find there's a picture of them at a football game. He's just wearing a purple polo and she's wearing an LSU shirt. It's like oh look look at it, dude. <laughs> there might not be. I I think I'm more I'm, of an opposite fit. I think I've interacted with too many Duke accounts. So now I, I, I'm there's I'm a lot too, that pop up in my timeline now. Now that they do all the promote because you looked at this or because you like yes. this, I, I see a lot of it now. I've interacted with too many, and I think I stand by Zion's my guy. So, so at Duke NBA, Zion's my guy. Zion's our guy. I like Zion, former, yeah. former guest. Um, I, like him and I respect him. He, I've always stood by like, I'm the only Duke fan you'll ever like. You'll love Zion too. But like, man, after like seeing like i get it i get why people hate duke fans like they're, that's how they're i'm with just, virginia too man that's how i am yeah with yeah and look and this. look and look it's every fan base like if we're being honest like it's every big fan base has these shitty fans that that make it miserable for everyone else so it's really all of them but my god the the experts that uh like sell like car insurance and and yeah. get on twitter and just spew stuff it's wild it's just wild to see yep. but I've, I've i gotta get yep. out of that wormhole um actual actual last coaching carousel one yeah mike mike white to georgia florida to georgia like that's another like it, it's you're jumping like literally border war florida georgia like big rivalry yeah um i get that mike white's time was basically up at florida and yep. this is a I, th I think it's a i mean could you have a better landing spot no 
Probably not. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, most guys, I mean, maybe most guys got to do what gross did. Most guys got to do what yeah. gross did. You had your high and, major and, shot. You get fired. You got to go back to vid major. You got to win. You got to hope to get back. This dude, two days. Yeah. After he's got a fired. lot to clean up. He's got a lot to clean yeah. up from Tom Crean. No but, doubt. Um, and then I guess in any off the top of your head, anyone in mind that you would, you think Florida needs to go after. Cause that's in my mind, that's a not a premier job. I mean, it's a top, it should be a top 20 job. It should be. Um, Billy D laid the foundation, man. And it's going to be the problem. It's going to be a football school no matter what. Um, but it's yeah. got rich basketball history and they can, you can win. Yeah. I got to think about that. Nobody off the top of my head. You got anybody? The one that the one that was thrown out there that I actually I, I can see the dominoes fall in place. Apparently, is might not be interested in. That is uh, is Anthony Grant. Um, oh yeah, I would like to okay. see Anthony Grant get, but he's at his alma mater in Dayton right now. See, yeah. what I would like to see honestly, uh, because it makes me sick watching Gross at Akron, is Anthony Grant get Florida, John Gross get Dayton, um, and and that and that and let that 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 spin out that way, but. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, Florida, I think probably some of those names that, that were down there already. I mean, Matt, Matt McCall, like probably is going to be in that mix too. Like as crazy as that is. Yeah. McCall will um, be, I mean, here's the thing. Does Cooley get any, I mean, he was an assistant from 11 to 15. Cooley's going to get calls, but if you're, none I of mean, these you know, fit, this is what anybody, nothing like it's honestly, South Carolina, half, basically half of the sec is turned over. And what you talk about is like, is it better than what he already has? Like, I don't see Cooley like, Unless He's he wants to made. get a jump start on retirement, I don't see like why. Especially like, I really, because I don't this, see why. Like, like we always say, what are the expectations for Providence? Well, I would say that they should be in the tournament three out of every five years. I would say that's pretty fair. Maybe yeah. three out of every four, but that's steep. Um, oh, stop, Paul! Oh no, what? the article now. I forgot Billy. The, there's a Saturdays down south. I, I, first article I clicked on it says five names the Gators will need to evaluate seriously: Tony Bennett, oh. Mike Young, Virginia Tech, okay. Matt, Mc, Matt McMahon, Murray State, okay. uh, Jerome Tang from Baylor, uh, the associate head coach, and then okay. Anthony Grant. All right, those are the first five. Uh, but then the athletic as well. It's got, I mean, same idea. It's got Sean Miller in that mix. Hmm. Um, and it says job evaluation as ridiculous. This is to say, never mind the back-to-back national titles. The, uh, that was a special group, but Florida has been to the elite eight and four final fours in the century and, and the spending it devotes to men's hoops north of $9.4 million in the most recent reporting year with keeping pace in the SC of like Florida could spend more. It sounds like they're not actually committed to giving resources. Even though this is 9.4, according to the rest of the SEC, that's not that much. But, like, you've got Montverde there. You've got IMG right there. You've got yep. all these people. But once again, his call is Dennis Gates, Todd Golden at San Francisco, Anthony Grant, Eric Conkle from Louisiana Tech, uh, Matt right. McMahon from Murray State, Sean Miller. Um, I mean, I, right. Sean in the South, I, I mean, I guess. If, if, you, if those are the names, I'm probably hiring, trying to hire Sean Miller. Probably. He moves the needle. He's still moving. If you're not, if if I'd probably go Anthony Grant first, but then if not, I I would go. Um, I do. We I think we all just want to see Sean Miller sweat through his all white 
<laughs> on the sideline. Those the photos swamp. of him just the swamp drenched, dude. Yeah, he yeah, if he's he sweating the- in Arizona. He's gonna be sweating oh. in Gainesville. Yeah, he's not gonna survive. Are you surprised also that your boy Capel is uh getting another year? Um I probably shouldn't be because I think I know that his buyout was pretty high. Um, but I, I don't know. Four, four years, 14 and 19, 16 and 17, 10 and 12, 11 and 21, and finish yeah. the ACC four, 14th, 13th, 12th, and 11th. I guess the, I think I sent you that stat that the last time. Um, Amy Dixon, baby. No, the, no, the last time that, uh, Jeff Capel took a team or won an NCAA tournament. Yeah, took a team in the NCAA tournament. Blake um, Griffin. Blake was Blake Griffin in 2008, yeah. 2009. Tough. And I get, yeah, obviously he was in Duke between, he was a Duke between there, but like, yeah. it is, I mean, he's got in, I don't want to knock Jeff Capel. I mean, he's got 10, he's got 13 years of coaching experience. He's been to two NCAA tournaments, no, three NCAA tournaments. He's got, yeah, once with VCU, twice with Oklahoma. Nothing with Pittsburgh. Yep. Maybe he's just, maybe he's just, he's destined to be the bad guy at Duke. Yeah. We'll take him. We'll take him back. Um, That's it, man. That's all we got, right? Only final, final thoughts. I know. I don't want to have to do this. Are you, what in your mind, because we did not record after Duke, UNC and Cameron, we won't dive into what went wrong before we do our, our next episode, which will be our full bracket breakdown. For you, and I don't know, maybe there's not, maybe there is, what outcome of the NCAA tournament can er- erase or ease the pain of that last game at Duke for you? A lot, man. I mean, I think the – Does it have to be Final Four? I think the floor is Elite Eight. I think the ceiling is the Final Four. I don't – this team's not beating Gonzaga. This was a – you know, Duke, Duke is the king of winning – the big matchup in, in November. They're the king of it. They always, they always win that game. They beat Kentucky in, in the garden. They win the Maui Invitational. They, they are the king of winning the early one. Uh, and then it always depends on uh, a big stretch in January and how they do in the ACC. Um, I, yeah, man, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't be more disappointed. Um, it, I mean, the, the UNC game was a, just a joke. I mean, it was abysmal. Uh, and then we're like, all right, whatever. Like, we're not going to make it. We're going to try to not make a big deal out of it. UNC obviously is going to. Uh, and let's go win the ACC tournament. They they barely squeak by Syracuse. Again, though, like, Jim, Buddy, no, Jimmy. That was it. What, Jimmy not Buddy. is the one that went off. Jimmy, Jimmy has a career high, has 30 points, hits like seven he'll never, like, He'll never play that well in his he'll life He'll never again. play that well again. And then we play Miami, and, like, they play really well. And then we play Virginia Tech, and they play out of their mind. It's like. Now, that all to be said, I don't know if you saw me tweet this, but Duke's March defense adjusted defensive rating yeah. is 204. 204. That means a lot. Davidson's winning. That's what that stat means. Davidson's There's beating. a lot of people out there that are not blaming the players. They're not oh, blaming. Zero adjustments. Zero. I just, I just don't get how. And I want to take 15 seconds to get on my soapbox about – Mark Williams winning defensive player of the year when he's literally a liability against some of these small ball teams. They can't have him on the floor defensively because they were still, they refuse to, they refuse to do anything, but just switching every, like, I don't get it. I, I don't find a way to defend and keep your 
anchor in the post, find a way to defend that actually is effective, find a way to defend that keeps your guys engaged, that maybe doesn't expose Paolo half the time. Like, I don't, I, it's so it, it does blow my mind. It does blow my mind. And I here's, don't get, I don't get it. Here's what we'll say, man. In the two games that John Shire was head coach, there was like 19 adjustments. So the, the future is bright. Um, listen, man, for better or for worse, he's the GOAT. There's really no argument, but he's a stubborn dude. He's a stubborn yeah. dude, and he sticks to what he believes in. I, I mean, the first time Jeff Capel convinced him to play zone, I mean, I almost had a heart attack. I mean, I couldn't believe yeah. it. So, yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen in the tournament. I hope there's a, some adjustments there. It just goes without saying, like, hey, if they're continuing to score in this action, let's throw something different at them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, Do we get team, a single floor slap in this tournament? Do you think I don't think they have it? Slap? Nope. I don't think this team has it, bro. I don't think this team has it. If, if any, if, the, if, if there's one person do, I can't see Roach doing it. It would have to be Wendell, I guess, maybe. Wendell like, would do it. it. Wendell would and, do it. And they have to, they have to be like, all right, we're fired up. We're you know, tired you know, of like, there has to be a turn, a, a, a corner turn to switch you know who, or something. You know who will do it? This should be like a prop bet. We should do prop bets for who's the first Duke should. player to slap a floor. We'll take uh, your action. Venmo, I phrase your five for a. You know who will do it, but doesn't have the 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 chops to do it is Joey Baker. Joey Baker will, will oh. around and, and slap the floor because he's like out there on a run or something and he just can't. Um, Joey Baker might slap the floor from the bench. Like I can see that yeah. happening. Like yeah. he, he's just like right there on the. He's a hype man. Yeah, it's been um, a disappointing two uh, Disappointing. Shout, uh, the the saddest thing, honestly, uh, because I cheered hard for you guys in the AC championship, and I don't even realize how many people realize it was. Um, grandson hitting the three there at the end. Who's it's not? like, is that what we're getting? Wasn't did 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 not, did he not hit a three at the very like at the buzzer? Case. Case grandson. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm ninety nine at Virginia Tech. In Barclays against Virginia Tech, yeah. Oh man, I, like with like time inspiring. I mean, you probably honestly like I, I turned the game I off. At that point, I turned because, the game off because yeah, it, that was my my takeaway. Was let's see, um, let's look at the box score here. It was yep, Savarino one of one. He hit a three with like two seconds left, and I was like, great. I honestly, if I'm him, I, I might even shoot that because then it's just like, oh great, my grandson hit a three in a game we just got blown out in the last like eight minutes of an AC championship. It was tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I'm putting them. We'll, we'll and we'll we'll end it and we'll have another episode for you guys breaking down their actual bracket. I'm putting them the elite eight just because like I can't. Like even I, I don't know in my head. Like yeah, I, personally, they're still like, crazy talented. They're still crazy talented. Don't they're talented. I, I I if I if they got like if they got to the elite eight and I I feel like I just if they if I had them going out in the second round, which I think they definitely can to Davidson. And they don't, and they win. I'm just like, I'm gonna look at myself, and you're an idiot. Yeah, they have all the talent. Yeah, and so like by proxy, I'm just gonna put them there. Yeah, but- it's, it's a it's a trade off of what pick are you more okay with losing Duke early and they they go and win or having them win it all and they lose. Value's early. not there. It's always value's yeah. not there. Yeah, it's Probably always not there, at least for me. And and yeah. personally, I know not for you, but for me, 
if they don't go early, I got a little enjoyment out of it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but little All little right. taste. We will have the full bracket for you guys. Tomorrow. All right, we'll see. We'll uh, yeah, this will come out what? Maybe tonight, Monday. Yeah, we'll either tonight or tomorrow morning first thing, and then hope we'll record tomorrow and get the bracket out to everybody Wednesday. Alright, that's it for 103. Keep the ball bouncing. Lately I've been feeling like this what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you working for. Certain doors were closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pulls, lust, rust, souls up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney in the love, so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.